0: I dance, I it hurt. Hello and welcome, everybody. Seasons greetings, one and all. It is time for episode ten. These episodes coming at you thick and fast, like the picture list and the game weeks at the moment. Commiserations to all of you who missed the sneaky deadline that was that was uh, a couple of weeks ago. But here we are. It's um it's that packed time of year once again, and. Thankfully, I'm joined to share the workload. Uh, Andre, how are you
1: from Singapore? I'm, how is I'm great, thank you. Uh, use the word all, all the managers. All is like a, 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 a large quantity of people, like multiple. I think it's closer to both. Both the managers include yourself. Well, there's three there. of us. <laughs> and I'm, sure no, no, I'm one manager, other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. you, sir, just you. Just me. Uh, the, It's back on. Have you not seen that? The comeback is here. I'm now paying attention. I'm dialed in really for Christmas period. I am ready to go. and ready to do pod Good to hear you guys are keeping tabs on this. We can barely
0: see him from where we are in the league. Tom, good to have you with us.
2: Gents, it is an absolute pleasure. Happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas to all three of our listeners. Um, It is a joyous time of year, and we've got a couple of banging game weeks to get through.
1: It's an honour to have you, Tom, uh, from the lofty heights of top of the table. It, it's good to good to, to, good to have a, an actual FPL player on this
2: part. Yeah, That's very kind. Uh, certainly not top of the table, but at least competing.
0: Definitely, definitely competing. Why don't you give us a little rundown? So actually, before you get into that, Tom, uh, we're going to do two game weeks this week, as is becoming tradition. Uh, We're going to do game week 13. And after the break, we'll do game week 14. So start us off with 13, please.
2: So game week 13, uh, if you cast your minds back pre... It was back in the day when we thought Christmas was happening. Uh, In London Um, and it was a fascinating game week a really tough game week Uh, there were only three of the top 10 teams in the league that won and that really caused havoc with FPL Leeds put five past Newcastle Burnley somehow kept a clean sheet at Villa and Firmino's late winner against Spurs sent Liverpool ominously to the top of the table. Um, Game week 13 was the lowest game week average of the season at just 42 points and nearly half of no cash, no code scored no more than 42 points. Um, So unlike some of the previous game weeks where we've had some very big scores and the league has done really well, there was a lot of hurt around. We'll get to that. Um, And so particularly interested to hear who Andre has picked out as team of the week.
1: Thank you you very much. Great hand over. 42 points did actually make this easier than normal. This is, as we always talk about, an elite league, and we're often splitting hairs when it comes down to team of the week. But there is one man who stood head and shoulders, so I'm going to cut straight to the chase on this one. 42 the lowest average of the season so far, 61 points. To beat that average by 19 is impressive. And it's a man who has shown in recent times a real uh, run of four, to be honest. We've actually been speaking about him offline before this performance. I'm glad to have the chance to hand the award to and speak about Freddie Jones. He has been Captain-wise, really diligent in December. So he's here are his scores in December so far going into that game week, uh, game week 13. He got 77 in the first game week with the 26 from Sun as his captain. He got 62, from Sa- uh, 62 with 12 from Salah and then 61 with 14 from Salah. So he was on form while the rest of us were all scrambling around trying to find points. He did a fantastic job. There's nothing more to really say. A very clean team, good points, no real mistakes. Slight dip afterwards, which we'll probably get to later when we do a bit of a summary. But with a 61 led by Rashford, Asala and a Son, I'm happy to say Team of the Week goes to Freddie. Honorable mentions go to Kinder and Colin, who both broke broke the 50 mark, which was actually still quite good in that week. Both could have been challenging for the actual title. I mean, we'll talk about the epic amounts of hurts later on, but with Kinder (laughs) specifically, had he got his bench right, 61. And with Colin, he'd have been in the high 60s as well. But I won't ruin later on in the pod, so I'll hand over to you, Jeff. What did you see as the picks in that very sparse week?
0: I tell you what. When I was looking for pick of the week for this one, yeah, the theme the theme continues. Um, Some good picks. Let me tell you what some good picks would have been in thirteen. People like Holgate, um, fourteen points for Everton, that would have been a good pick. Um, El Mahammedi, remember him at Villa? That would have been a good pick. (laughs) Um, Leeds had two star performers: Rodrigo. um, Who won? Rodrigo, are people sleeping on Rodrigo, or is this, or is this a blip? I'm, I can't work out.
2: Um, it's only because he's, 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 he's not really playing up front, and he's down as a striker, which would be the only thing. But I think we'll see. I think we'll see him appearing in some teams over the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, he has caused me more rage quits on FIFA than any other player. So no, he's not bringing him in my team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, what about well, Okay, what
0: about this one, Gundogan? That's that I would mean, be a good pick.
1: Just, Just ridiculous! Really, yeah. What's he doing? What's he doing there? Scoring points. <laughs> ten
0: points. Aubameyang. Ten points. Uh, McGoldrick. Ridiculous. Who's
1: Aubameyang? <laughs> he's a poor man's. About, he's a poor man's McGoldrick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean you can't argue with that 13 points for Goldrick Should have have been the upset uh, um, You know the other night against United But actually it was um, None of those picks were people who were in our league So these people I've mentioned Nowhere near our league selection um, Who was in there We have a solitary Pope owner Pope used to be really well owned. Solitary Pope owner, uh, six saves in the zero-zero against Villa. Um, Colin Dash um, would have been a really easier wall to hand out as a one-owner of a high-performing keeper, eleven points. But Colin left him on the bench. Predictably, Fabianski got the nod. More of that <laughs>
2: later. That's all
0: three of us who've I mentioned the name
2: right. Colin. <laughs> so far.
1: Colin, do um, you probably want to pause at this point? Don't get a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: moving swiftly on, (laughs) moving swiftly on, I will hand out, congratulations, Uh, we have a couple of managers had Rashford, um, the two goals in the comeback against McGoldrick's Sheffield United, a 14-point haul, uh, much to be applauded, most of all to our winner, who has held Marcus Rashford since game week two, our longest-owning manager of Rashford, Jeremy May. Well done, Jezza. You have pick of the week for game week thirteen. Tom, oh, does. we touched briefly on on on, one of, on what what was a near miss, shall we say, Fabianski in goal for Colin Dash. Is there any other hurts in game week thirteen? Uh,
2: I cannot tell you how much hurt there is this week. There are people with double figure bench. Points who aren 't even going to get mentioned here it was it was almost half the league. Uh, every person I scrolled through there was hurt somewhere um, let 's start with colin uh, there 's lots of different types of hurt this week. Colin had twenty points on his bench as we mentioned fifty four overall really good score, um, but twenty out of fifty four is is pretty high. but I just wanted to touch on this goalkeeper situation and, and you know that I love a good goalkeeper situation. Colin and his goalkeepers are as extraordinary as, as maybe even Ade, if I'm honest. We all know about the tactic of the set-and-forget goalkeeper. When you get one goalkeeper who's worth a bit more, one goalkeeper who's worth nothing, probably doesn't play, and you just don't worry about it for the rest of the season. Colin has spent £10.5 million on his goalkeepers. Now, that Ooh. is $2 million more than quite a lot of the rest of the league. But, He's still going with the policy of set and forget. He started with Pope. Pope Pope played the first four game weeks, then missed a week. And so Fabianski came in and he's been on Fabianski since. Um, And it really hasn't worked. Uh, since that moment, since game week five, Fabianski has scored him 46 points, which is not bad at all, to be fair. Fabianski is one of the top point-scoring goalkeepers in the league. Pope, since game week five, 62. That's 16 points more than his goalkeeper that he has set and forget with a five and a pounds goalkeeper sitting there on your bench... In the last two game weeks alone, he is minus 17 points for his goalkeeper because Pope has scored 11 points in both weeks. So that's not, that's not a great start. But I know I give people a lot of stick for their goalkeeper chat. And so it is also important for me to look at myself because I'm afraid over the last few weeks... The goalkeeper hurt for me has been also pretty bad. You'll remember that Newcastle Villa got cancelled in game week 11. (laughs) I had Martinez. I decided to take him out for Meslier. (laughs) Um, who was off the back of an 11-point haul. Since that, and including that week that Martinez didn't play, Martinez has scored 17 points more in three, four game weeks, including one where Martinez didn't even play. So, you know, if I'm going to pick holes in others... And Colin has had minus 17 points in two game weeks. I've had minus 17 points in four game weeks. Still, it's simply not good enough. The only advantage of Meslier is that being in front of that leeds or behind the lead's defence means he does get bonus points for saves every week, um, which, is the, which is the only bonus. Let's crack on, though, because there's, there's more hurt to come. Stephen Hill, 15 what? points on his bench out of 46. Uh, John Nazori, 17 points on his bench out of 42. Uh, I think that's the highest percentage but he also took Neto out for Gross Neto scored nine points against Chelsea Gross scored one point and then didn't play in game week 14 so that's not worked out terribly well Bob had Gabriel's red card and Diaz's own goal they scored minus one between the two of them Andre? More on that later Uh, Good um, Jeff Moy took a minus four hit to make a triple, a triple transfer. Chilwell, Robertson and Hotter came out for Bruno Johnson, who I think is the West Ham youngster, and uh, James. That was a minus 11-point hit overall for one game week, three transfers. Um, I also wanted to touch on Johnny, who we mentioned a few weeks back when he took a 20-point hit over four game weeks. Um, which included nine transfers we mentioned it johnny clearly listened because it's had a pretty serious effect on him johnny's only made two transfers in his last four game weeks so he's literally missing out on three transfers through that he had 15 points on his bench out of 40 which included son um son's nine points was more than double the total score of his captain who was bruno Um, So as you can see here, there's just hurt everywhere, but I'm afraid there's only one man to win hurt of the week award. We have a new leader, ladies and gentlemen, for the worst game week of the season. Uh, I think we might be about to touch on in game week 14, another new record in a more positive light, but this is the record that nobody wants. Um, Leading into game week 13, Jeremy May is, sorry, um, Bob, had the lowest uh, ranking, 6.4 million in the world in game week 12. Um, Steve had the lowest points total in a game week in game week three when he had 27. But I'm afraid Jamie has smashed both of those records in game week 13. He had a total of 24 points from 11 players. Um, His full 11 played, 24 points in total, 7.4 millionth in the world out of 7.8 million players. Now, if you bear in mind how many of those 7.8 million players are no longer playing the game, that is a spectacular game week uh, in the bottom 4% of the world. And so after all of that hurt, I couldn't get away from Jamie being hurt of the week.
1: Uh, (laughs) spectacular thank you very much indeed wow he has definitely retired from fantasy football at least twice since game week 13 I know (laughs) I've seen the messages about it and I didn't quite grasp the severity of the situation Uh, wow that is pretty epic I mean I I skimmed through some of these obviously when we're we're all getting ready ourselves and I was genuinely excited to find out who you were going to give the title to because there was so so much pain on there For, for me it was Johnny's five at the back to really avoid getting sun on the pitch for Sun to outscore every single outfield player he had. I thought that was fantastic <laughs> you've absolutely outdone him on that one. Wonderful
0: scenes. I mean um, you, you can't ignore a twenty four. You just can't <laughs> I mean this is just
2: particularly particularly with what was what was to come in the following game week. But twenty four when the average is forty two, I mean that's um that's tough times. Anyway I think uh, every Let's, well, I uh, think we need to let's, let, me to. let's go on, Audrey. I was going to say, I think we need to take a break after that. That was that was horrific. Shall we uh, get a cup of tea and come back to this? Let's do that. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Um, we move on now to game week 14 and having just talked about the lowest game week average of the season we move on to the second highest game week average of the season game week 14 felt like a throwback to some of the earlier mad weeks we had at the start of the season but it all started on Saturday morning when rumours surfaced of a small Egyptian potentially being benched in the early kickoff between Palace and Liverpool. And over the next few hours, the range of emotions that those who own him, don't own him, captained him, <laughs> don't, didn't captain him, really encapsulates to me everything that is both great and horrendous about FPL. City got their customary 1-0 win. Arsenal got their customary defeat. And United and Leeds played out one of the maddest games I think you will ever see in a Premier League season. It was, it, an, it was an absolute rip-snorter of a game week. The average in uh, of overall was 60. Um, certainly the top half of No Cash, No Code only had one person below that. The bottom half... Slightly less well, Um, but there is so much to get into here. Uh, And let's kick us off, Um, Jeff, please, with a very exciting team of the
0: week. (laughs) It is exciting. Thanks, Tom. You know what is funny, and I know we'll come back to this um, maybe towards the end of this um, this episode. I'd love to get your thoughts on the statistical remarkable situation that happened with with Liverpool players and spreading that score around and spreading points around that team. So nobody actually was able to be consequentially, um, apart from, apart from the Egyptian, um, as good as the overall scoreline reflected, but this is a team game. Let's talk about the teams. There are only two that I considered for team of the week, because there are two Centurions amongst us. Um, our first Centurions of the season, we, have waited a while it has been coming but we have managed to dodge some of the um, some of the more fruitful game weeks here we are finally we have the no cash no code first centurions of the season let's start with the 101 so this is coming off of a 44 point game week 12 where there were 16 on that bench And then a 46 with 15 on that bench in game week 13. It did look like things for this manager were coming, starting to get out of hand. However, uh, one transfer, Bamford in for Watkins was all it took. Beating his own previous high of 77 in game week one. This 101 gives him his second green arrow in a row. He climbs two places to sixth in the league. Is this a sign of things to come? Either way, Stephen Hill has arrived. This customary century is now on the board. Our winner of team of the week is an easy one, 106. It was a tough game week 13, 42 points with a clean bench, but a red arrow. Two transfers, Grealish Mahrez and Taylor for Dunn. Means he's climbed six places. Our biggest climber in the league for game week 14 much like Steven, this is his first century as it would be. These are our first insurance of the league for this season. Beating game week 12, where he put up 74. 18 transfers so far this season. This is an active manager. Not as active as Ed, Mullane and Aaron, who have 23 apiece um, at this point. So 14 game weeks in, 23 transfers. They are very busy managers. Um, one note worth mentioning is that this manager... Our 106 manager tends to have one of the cleanest benches in the league. A high of of nine points, I think was in game week three, was his highest bench. Um, he averages 2.6 per week left on his bench. Um, he is, he's running a very tight ship. It'll be interesting to see if he has enough in his squad to navigate the Christmas fixture list. Um, but for now, he has a trophy to show off at the team Christmas Zoom party. Congratulations, Jay Brick. Season, you have beaten George Johnson's 98 in game week four with a one hundred and six. You are team of the week quite comfortably.
2: What a remarkable effort from those two gentlemen. Um, and uh, as, as, as is probably worth pointing out as well, Um, Jay's performance also takes him to the top of the table in terms of the lowest game week, uh, position of the season, um, taking over from George Johnson, I believe. Yes. yes, Uh, Um, and, uh, that is, that, that's pretty exciting. We've just talked about the lowest, the lowest, uh, position of anyone in the league Um, so back to back new records being broken for this season (laughs) I- <laughs> so, to, to clarify the lowest so that puts him as, as Tom is saying in pole position so
1: every year we pay out for the game week where the manager in No Cash No Code has a score that is the lowest ranking world score uh, for the season overall so with a ranking of 7,248 which um, I doffed my cap to you Tom when someone hit I think when it was Johnson hit 2,000 20,000 mm. or something odd uh, you said there and then there's no chance that he's going to win it and just what eight weeks later you were proving correct, because 7,000 is considerably better. I knew Jay had a good week, because Jay lives in Australia, and he very rarely talks about fantasy football, um, primarily because he's an Arsenal fan, so the group we're in is mostly for you know consolidation and like um, putting your arm around each other and tears and such, but I, I woke up to the, the usual messages of someone doing very well, when's the pod out, what's the <laughs> price <laughs> what's the <laughs> prize for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's very funny what's really interesting for, for uh, people that are fans of team value and I thought Jeff you were going to bring this one up due to yeah. partly his time zone being in Australia he is a late transfer person so his team is only worth 101 uh, sorry literally 101 million which yeah. to put out a score that high with a team of that low value is for want of another word inspirational for those of us who are stinking the joint out right now so uh, Jay you are my yeah. hero
0: he is, he is fifth. His team is fifth cheapest in the league. Um, you're absolutely right, 101.1 million. Um, he's got 0.5 in the bank. I'm uh, not sure if he needs to really do anything. Just don't touch the wheel, <laughs> leave it as it is. <laughs> um, it's, you won't be surprised to know. Um, that the we have one manager sub 100 million in the league so everybody else everybody in the league has uh, kind of maintained or you know improved their team value um, i think you know George johnson at 100.9 million is second lowest but our lowest at 99.9 million of team value with zero in the bank this feels like a bit of a bashing colin dash um <laughs> so, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up team value because that just jumps out at me but you did so let's blame you for that one
1: that is stunning how has he lost that much value with players that no one ever transferred in apart from him in the first place like you need to have players that people removed to lose value yeah, <laughs> if you're he's, the only he's, owner
0: he's one of the lowest managers in terms of transfers as well 11 transfers this season um, is is second lowest after myself I've only made nine transfers
1: sorry how many transfers has he made he's made 11 but hasn't he used all his chips how is that even possible <laughs> Colin you are an a enigma an anomaly Two chips. we move he, on
0: he's <laughs> used a free hit and he's used his wild card um, but no let's <laughs> let's move on as you say um, there's there's lots to get through um, in such a bumper week Tom who picked who picked perfectly in game week
2: so so i know all three of us have a slightly different method when we're doing pick of the week my method has always been that the individual has to be the only owner of that person to win pick of the week so it's the it's the highest point scoring player who is not owned by anyone else and with our teams as they are at the moment it's fair to say that's becoming harder to find um And I'll get on to the winner. But the the runners-up, it's a pretty pathetic list. Mason Mount for Noel got six points. Uh, And then you've got three Man City players, all with eight. That's uh, Carl Walker for Will, John Stones for Jamie, and Raheem Sterling for Colin. Um, there was only one player who scored more than double-digit points who is not owned by anyone else, and I had to. I start at the top of the league every every time. I had to get right down to the bottom to find it. Um, he's a man we've 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 mentioned a few times over over the weeks. He'll be pleased to be picking up some silverware. Jeremy May is the only owner of Tammy Abraham, who scored twice in the space of one minute against West Ham United for my beloved Chelsea on Monday night. His 13 points uh, wins Jeremy, team of the week. Andre, very high point scoring total this week. How was the hurt? Sorry, Andre, can Uh, I just
0: interrupt you there?
2: Yeah, I heard that too, finally.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. I know, right? And he just moved on like it didn't happen.
0: Jeremy May got pick of the week thirteen.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful couple of game weeks for Jeremy May. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, Sorry, I, I just you had, say that because i <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, so Jeremy May is actually not going to get uh, that much praise. So I'm about to talk about her. And so yes, he did get uh, 13 from Tammy Abraham. And that was literally the only guy to shake a leg with the entire team. So <laughs> he managed a team score within a very high scoring week. The average is 60 and Jezza got 38, which, bearing in mind, we've just talked about. 13 for Abraham takes some doing. If this was real life, Abraham has put in his transfer request. So, uh, but I mean, he got mentioned for a reason, though. He has been a little bit of a comeback recently. He's been really good in his in uh, his captain calls every week, but this one, so that 38 let him down. But previously, he has been 18%, uh, 51 points a week for that. Uh, sun for 10. So, like, he has he had been climbing the table, uh, but he is now right back down at the bottom. He has undertaken me. Uh, That's not enough to get hurt. Uh, Let's go back a step. Um, So Tom mentioned it in the overview, uh, and you wanted to have a chat about this, um, Jeff, about the the Liverpool game and the Salah Twitter. I live, as everyone knows, in a slightly different time zone. I have not been as good as I would normally be, and I'm trying to get a little bit better. I woke up, I made sure I checked Twitter for the first time, and I, like many, many a manager, went through the emotional rollercoaster of, Salah's my captain, but some guy who knows a guy who had a haircut next to someone else has heard a rumour that Salah might not be starting. A bit of personal hurt. I don't think it's been mentioned on this pod before, but on the last day of the season last year, I didn't do very well. And one of the decisions I didn't get right was uh, the rumor that TAA wouldn't start. Uh, I could have moved into Robertson because I was on a wildcard. I didn't and I lost out on points uh, for prize money by one point and Robertson got a six that day. So, much like everyone else. That was a great episode, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, probably my favorite ever.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was a good one. We should go back and look at that we, one again. We can
2: cut that out. We can cut that bit out. Uh, maybe so... over Christmas, maybe over Christmas, we just like, like um, like some of those TV channels where they just roll out the old, the old favourites. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Let's go back and look
1: at that Move final this. game week. Oh, this hat is not about me. Anyway, so Salah. Salah was the one. I, I went into this. Um, Jeff, you mentioned that the points were spread uh, and it was an interesting rollercoaster for Salah owners who did not captain uh, him or did captain him because he doesn't play Mane starts scoring straight away. You're pulling your hair out if you're a Sala owner. If you're a Salah captain and you're thinking it's not going to happen, then obviously we all know what happens. The end. Everyone, it's an Oprah Winfrey of a performance. You get a goal, you get a goal, you get a goal. So in the end, Salah wasn't the story I thought it was going to be, but I was excited for the Hurt Award because according to my Twitter feed, everyone who was a Sala owner dropped him when they heard the news and brought in some guy who can't play football. So I searched. I clicked and I clicked and I clicked. A couple of people jumped off the page straight away. You've got Jeff Moy, George Johnson. They'd drawn with Kane as captain versus Leicester, while both being Salah Opens, our owners. But they both had Son as vice-captain. Um, so as Spurs fans, I think that was intentional. That wasn't based on the rumours. I even checked with one of them to make sure he made his deadline because Jeff didn't make a transfer. So... You can't get Hurt award for not having Salah captain when you just didn't think he was the guy to choose. So That's not going to work. Um, in fact, going through all of them, it looked like nobody ditched Salah uh, from our league. So that was an absolute waste of my time. I carried on looking for captain-based Hurt, the best I could find. Uh, I went to our two resident differential with Zaggers, uh, Ali and Corky, both own Ratchford. Both captain Rashford, neither of the owner owned Bruno, so that's gonna sting, but again, that's your choice. You wanna live your life in the differential world, can't blame you for that, so I moved on. Eventually, I found something that was a little bit of a thread to pull on. There are only two Leeds defenders owned in our league. Um, one of them is called Dallas, and the other one is called Alioski. <laughs> As we know, Leeds played Man United, got smashed 6-2. But Dallas, Dallas scored. So Dallas has five points. So Dallas is not going to be mentioned in this. He was actually owned and benched by everyone who had him anyway. Positive points, but the right call to bench a defender in a 6-2 drumming. Alioski has one owner. Minus one points because he didn't score and, they, well, he spent a lot of time waiting for centre kicks to be taken. Minus one points is not normally enough to win yourself the Hurt Award. Um, however. Bob Cavalieri, the owner of S- said Alioski, brought him in just for that week. He brought him in to start him against Man United. He brought him in after an eight-point haul the previous week against Newcastle, an understandable decision. He brought him in for Gabriel, his suspended Arsenal defender, who'd got a minus one the previous week for a red card against Southampton. So he had a minus one. He removed him for a transfer for a minus one. Again, it's a bit... I'm reaching a little because there's a lot of good scores that week. But it did take me on a bit of a journey. Now, this is not quite the Tom Maxwell wander through your life that you're going to get, but back-to-back ones qualified me enough to be interested. This is not goalkeeper woes. However... Bob is doing well this year, by the way. Uh, he's one of three people on, on 809 points. Like We have three people in exactly the same score in the league. So he's either 10th or 12th, depending on how you want to split that hair. But anyway, in reverse order, because I'm too lazy to fix this, this is Bob's very good team and his management of his defense. Game week 14, minus one for Alioski. Uh, he is on either side. He's got Robertson 10 and DS9, so that's good three-man defense, unlucky on the Alioski pitch. The previous week, Gabriel gets his minus one. Robo gets a uh, five-point with the assist. Diaz gets an own goal against West Bromwich Albion. So that is minus one, minus one, and zero from defenders starting for him in three <laughs> weeks in a row. In that week, when, when Diaz manages to get an own goal against West Bromwich Albion, all people, I mean, you're thinking that was a guaranteed six-pointer. Lanty is on his bench with an actual 6 points. Luckily for Bob. Lampty is a sub and he needs a sub because Mares doesn't play. Unluckily for Bob, is not his first sub, he's his second sub. So on comes uh, Gross for one point. So that's 14 to 13, going back to game week 12. Now, if these weeks were the other way around, I would understand this decision. He's punishing Diaz for the own goal, but this happened before the own goal. He's benched Diaz in game week 12. Diaz is facing Fulham, six points. But he's sitting on the bench so instead he starts gabriel robertson who both got two pointers i'm not going to go through every single week but here is a snapshot of what's been going on in the defensive um conundrum that is bob's team. game week nine gabriel gets clean sheet not used game week eight uh, kwp from southampton gets nine points not used Game week seven, he plays four at the back. So he's really increased his odds of getting his defenders right. He's got double Liverpool, no clean sheet. Gabriel, clean sheet. KWP, no clean sheet. Lamptey, only defender on the bench, nine points. Uh, game week six, uh, uh, KWP <laughs> gets nine, five points, not used. Game week four, another KWE clean sheet, not KWP clean sheet, not used. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> this is my favorite. Uh, game week four, it's the week where Liverpool play against Aston Villa. So he's got a double Liverpool defence. So he's now actually got four minus-point defenders on the season, plus a zero for an own from Diaz. And he's got KWP's clean sheet sitting there not being used. Um, so I've used the, the, the KWP, I've tried to say several times after a glass of wine, not really successfully. So let's just look at that as one player. KWP has returned in weeks three, four, six, eight, and 12. He has been in Bob's squad for weeks three, four, six, eight, and 12. He has been allowed on the pitch just in game week 12 when he's actually got any points. Why is he even in your team? That's the question overall. But that accumulation of defensive work is a worthy winner of Hurt. Congratulations, Bob Cavalieri. Superb. Absolutely superb. Wow. This is, that was very well done. Very well done. And to do
2: I, it in the You can do Hurt every event. week now,
1: Andre. <laughs> <laughs> the Hurt benchmark had been raised. I was really scrambling around and then saw this little thread, and I was like, that is an absolute gem. So sorry about that, Bob. I know how it feels to be dissected on this pod. Um, but yeah, you're having a great hey, season. You know so what? If he, if he nails that, he is a contender. I've just had a look. Bob is
0: one of four managers who haven't played a wild card yet this year. This could be the episode, the pod, that prompts him <laughs> to wipe this slate clean <laughs> and say, you know what, I've hung on long enough. Um, for those of you wondering, Jay Brick, uh, Ed Mullane and Freddie Jones are the other other managers who are yet to pull a wild card this season.
2: Do you remember I, uh, I, I, texted, I texted you guys about that, I think, two weeks ago. Um, And they were literally all next to each other in the middle of the table. And you'll notice now that um, both Freddie and... uh, no, not Freddie, sorry. Jay uh, has obviously risen up the league pretty pretty quickly, as has Bob over the last couple of weeks. That could be, I mean, given what we've got coming up over the next four weeks, that could be huge. That yeah, is I... a good time to have a wild card.
1: Uh, J- um, Jay's been pretty vocal on that. He, he had a plan. He wanted to, no matter what, hell or high water. So the fact he's made so few subs is really impressive.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's not that he's... It's that his his bench ends up clean. However, he gets there, whether it's you know by design or by auto sub, what he ends up with is a very, I'd say, averaging two point four per week between those three outfield players is is going some is really really going some. That's a very very tight bench, but we shall see. Like you said, Tom uh, Jay leads the pack of the. The chipless wonders so far this year, in seventh place. Freddie brings up the rear, eighteenth. Next to Ed in seventeenth, actually. So it is, it is quite a wide split. You've got Jay at seventh, Bob in eleventh place, Ed in seventeenth place, and Freddie Jones in eighteenth place. Of
2: those who While we're all talking about Jay, it might be worth just touching on uh, on manager of the month um, because we have got an absolute ripsnorter of a of a of a uh, a, a title chase for that um, that crown for this month there are two game weeks left um which will be Boxing Day and then the the one three days later. So it's, it's going to come thick and fast. Um, and we have three managers within one point of each other at the top of Manager of the Month. And Jay Brick is on 300 points after his 100-plus haul this week. Um, and he is sandwiched between our two... Top two in No Cash, No Code, uh, they being Tom Everett and Damien Prunty. I thought it'd just be worth quickly touching on those two um, for different reasons, Tom Everett, Uh, Much talked about, much maligned Tom Everett, uh, Andre Clark's (laughs) favourite manager in the league. Um, Lucky to be here. Just, I suppose, for any manager who is currently sitting at a much lower game uh, rank than they would like to, I think one can take comfort in the fact that Tom Everett has gone from two and a half million in the world to 145. Uh, 150,000 in the world in the last 10 game weeks. Um, and so uh, has really proven where if you can build a, a run of form, one can turn your season around pretty quickly. That's eight green arrows out of 10. Um, he, uh, he's, he's having a stonking season, but he is behind a man in Damien Prunty who is on such good form. Four game weeks in a row, he's been under a Million in the world now that may not sound like much, but when you've got seven and a half million mm. players playing, and um, you know, before that, I think he'd only had two game weeks under a million up to game week 10, uh, that has seen him rise from 60, 620,000 in the world to 96,000, which also brings up our first manager this season to drop below the 100k mark. Okay, um, wow. Which Given given some of the the finishing places, and I, I have no doubt that this will this will revert to type as we go through the weeks and you know more players drop out of, of fantasy football. But we've had some very low finishes. Obviously, Freddie breaking the record last year to have our first person drop below 100k in game week 14. That that's got to be a first, Andrea. I would have thought this is the best
1: performance from the top. Half for top five, six of no cash, no code history. Not just because, as you've said, we've never like our perennial winner and the and all time record holder for best finish, Freddie, has always been a late surger, so he's never really dominated. From we talked about this on last year, um, over last season, he wasn't even the mean average first place in our league. That's that's how he performs. For us to have so many people in that upper echelon this early is unprecedented, and you're all dragging each other with it. It's fantastic to watch. I, I will be. surprised if we don't see a new personal best set for no cash, no code. Definitely the best average is likely to happen. Even if I look at the bottom of the table, those are really struggling. We've had worse than that previously. So yeah, it's it's been a really good year for no cash, no code. In a season that's so hard to predict and a season where we're seeing, as we've just talked about in this very pod, the worst and the
2: best in literally back-to-back weeks. Very impressive stuff. And we know yeah. you guys both had Tom Everett down for relegation this year. Uh, I'm sure you won't mind me reminding you every single <laughs> week that, that he sits in the top four. Was, uh, where was Damien in your predictions?
1: Uh, Well, I was actually going to go on to that, as that was my any other business. So another perfect segue. So uh, shout out again to Nick Mick. And now we've actually recorded a pod. I will send this out. Nick has been monitoring us uh, throughout the season and in our pre-season predictions. Uh, Damien, I actually put down as being the most likely person to win outside of Freddie Williams. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about my prediction. Overall, uh, so the way Nick is calculating this, we've got three points for a win. That's three points if we nailed where someone is going to finish and that's where they currently are sat in the league. And he's given us one point for a draw. So if we've said someone's going to be a Champions League chaser and they're actually one division up or below, we get a point for that. So... The current score, uh, I have 40 points. Jeff has 32. He did, he did, that no, nope, that's a lie. That was older. I apologize. 37 to 33. Going in reverse order, actually. It's been a while since the update. I started, the first time he mentioned this, with a huge lead of 40 to 32. Jeff clawed it back in game week 11 on his predictions. Uh, 37 to 35. We then reversed that. 37 to 35, game week 12. And now here we are, 37 to 33. So Damien... Thank you. You're doing me a treat by uh, storming up the table and proving my prediction to be correct. Jeff, how do you feel about that?
0: Not too bad. I mean, we're all, we're all sore about the Tom Everett prediction including Tom himself. I'm <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Damien's, Damien's done very well. Um, Damien. Yeah. I thought big six, you thought, you know, t- title contender. So yeah, with there, thereabouts with that. Um, yeah, I think really, really, you know, like like Tom says, incredible performance. I noticed. I just look had a quick peek at Benyon's team and realized he's got one point seven million in change sitting in his bank. I'm really intrigued Ooh. as to um, as to what that's. If there's a plan for that, there's always a plan with with these type of things, and you know where that's headed. Because I look at his team now, and it looks like you know the kind of team that you. Can't I really find find Oops, what yeah. he would be doing as a change. You you think you know the transfer? I'd say I'd say put your money where your mouth is and tell all I'll our listeners offline. what you
1: think. I'm not quite enough talk about it on the next <laughs> pod. No, no, because if I say it now, like that's not fair. Like, everyone will know his team. But um, I, I know what I would You're thinking. that like, confident let's, let's that you know what he's doing? <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to embarrass myself now, but looking at his (laughs) team, the only player that I would say, like he's got a gorgeous team, and you're like, of course, of course, of course. The only player I would look at and say, I'm not certain if I'd want that person long-term if I was him, just because I just did this on the hurt, would be Dallas and his Leeds conceding God knows how many goals. Like, I would be a little bit nervous. 1.7, if Dallas is, what, 4 point something, 4.6, 4.7 right now, that would take you comfortably to a Liverpool defender or, like, there is like Man City. I think that would be my my transfer. And we've never talked about that before on the pod. But, Tom, no, I, I like this little, this little segue.
0: This little corner of uh, trying to predict people's Tom?
1: transfers. As a genuine manager, it's good at fantasy football, as opposed to us two. What
2: would be your, what would be your <laughs> move at this stage if you? Had for, to, da- you know, for Damien? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his team's really good. I, I think that the thing that you're going into a period of time where you're going to need your bench um, because we know there's going to be lots and lots of rotation. Um, True, he's think... check, but Lanty is an issue. I, well, yeah, but Lamptey's, Lamptey seems to miss every other game, doesn't he? And, and people yeah. leave him on the bench every time he plays and then start him every time he doesn't. Van Anhol obviously had a minus one against Liverpool, but he's starting every game for Palace. So he's got, he, I mean, Chilwell, he's got Chilwell injured. So I would imagine, depending on the news Ooh, on, Chile, on Chile, I imagine it might, be, it might be a Chilwell to a Man City defender would probably be my guess. Yeah, you're right. I, I actually didn't didn't
1: see the orange flag on Chilwell there. I just saw the the Dallas. The, yeah, it's going to be a defense. Well, maybe to Rob, maybe to Robertson
2: if he's got if That's he's got money in the bank. Chilwell to Robertson, I think I think I think could be the option.
1: Doesn't Dallas get to Robertson? Not Four, with one five no 6.2 no he's a little short okay yeah, yeah. well that's our prediction then I, Defender I thought Dallas made it my maths was wrong there but yeah you're right you're well with the orange which is probably going to have to be the one that I make as well in fact I should probably get looking at my team
2: so gents shall we it's Good been an absolute any. pleasure um, and happy Christmas to you both uh, look Merry forward Christmas to Christmas to all I think next time we're, next time we're together we'll know who the manager of the month is
1: I would say so i think with the games coming checks notes thick and fast i don't think it's realistic we'll get one done between the game weeks so our usual two game hiatus so i would expect we're probably looking a very hungover january the 1st for the next pod being recorded (laughs) look forward to that oh hey hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) all right see you soon bye-bye
2: see you soon